What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 20. Uh, today I want to just talk about something that happened to me actually this morning. Um, and it, it all feeds back into uh, working now and then you know, working towards the future. Um, I'm obviously I'm doing music full time now so this is my main source of income um, I try and make sure almost all the money that I get goes back into music over and above it's trying to keep me alive but um, through everything that's happened you know the, you have seasons where um, things have dried up you know things dry up things don't go so great and then you've got seasons where you can't keep people from knocking at your doors. You, people are just forever trying to contact you and hit you up. Um, so I had a real, real quiet period, and um, I was on the brink of uh, taking up some private physiotherapy work. Um, but what I did instead is I decided to just buckle down. This was over this weekend. I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go and do some physio work stuff, like the type of physio work that I really wasn't keen on doing. Um, so I decided against it after having read through my notes I was like nah I can't go back to this just yet Um, so I decided to just work made music made beats every day um, contacted artists I I try to have music sessions I've tried to implement so many new things and literally this morning when I woke up I got a royalty payment and I was like, man, okay. I wasn't expecting it. I thought that my royalty payments for the year were done. Um, but there was one that came through from Samra. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I guess I'm good now. I don't really need to rush back to take on any work. Um, so, yeah. I was like, man, this is nice. But remember that royalties and publishing and that kind of stuff isn't your... It's not your gig money. As artists you're going to be chasing after gig money. Your gig money is going to be your um, your salary. That's going to be the money that is like your bread and butter. You gigging, moving around, getting shows, getting booked, doing all of that. In the beginning, it might not pay a single thing, but you want to work up to a point where it's actually giving you something. With beat makers, your, your daily bread will probably come from the production work that you do, uh, your upfront beat sale, as well as your recording, your mixing and your mastering, any engineering that you do. Um, but in both, for both artists and for beat makers and music producers, your long-term money is what's going to keep you, um, can I call it, happy. And once you get your short-term money real good, then that long-term money becomes real nice um, pocket cash. Right? So once in a while every year um, you'll get a random payment that comes through sometimes the payment will be small other times the payment will be laughable it'll be like a couple of hundred bucks but that's just it's just not your royalty that's not the royalty that you are interested in then you'll find other times the payment will be quite big and you'll be like oh okay snap this is money that I hadn't budgeted to have and now you can start planning on other things Um, so yeah that's and it all comes from long-term work, your royalties. That's your long-term money. It comes from you uh, 
um, contacting your publisher if you have one or uh, trying to set up these deals that everybody talks about these contacts that everybody talks about these long-term relationships if you want to get your track played on whatever show it is go find out who the who the producer is of that show get in with them get a library of music to them don't just give them one song because this is another thing that long-term work comes in way before you go and approach people are like yeah you know this track would be so dope to play on super sport and i've i've heard people say that i'm like sure yeah but it's a song do you know how much admin it goes in that goes into that because i'm getting into publishing myself i'm starting to understand that if i'm going to take on your work i don't want one song i want tracks i want people to have options i want all those tracks to to move and yeah i'm, I'm not going to take just one song so again it takes hard work right from the the, 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 the offset um, there's a music publisher that i'm in contact with and I asked them what type of catalog they need. They say they need a catalog, catalog. I'm like, what is my basis? What am I going for? And they said, um, you're going to need 50 tracks minimum. I was like, oh, shoot, that's actually quite a bit. So that is some of the reason why I've started the whole 30-day beat challenge. Every day I make a new beat. If it gets sold, great. Someone comes through, they buy the beat, great. Um, if an artist, a big artist comes through, they want to use it, great. But if they don't, it's not a train smash because then what ends up happening is at the end of those 30 days, I'm sure there'll be 20 to 25 um, that are uh, 20 to 25 beats that are just chilling. And those ones there will create the first part of the catalog. In month two, I'll do the same thing. I'm going to turn it into a, something's making me feel like I'm going to turn it into a 60 day challenge and go right the way through Christmas. And by the time I'm done with that 60-day challenge, surely there'll at least, at the very least, be 40 beats there that I can use. Then I'll just go and find another bunch of beats that I can use, and we're done. We're good to go. I can go take that, because I've put in the work, I can go take that, give it to the music publisher, and we're good to go. Then from there, they'll start shopping it. While they're shopping, you don't sit and wait. Another problem people make is that they sit and they wait, and they're like, ah, you know, I, I'm not getting anything else. Um, I'm so angry, I'm waiting on this and this to happen. The moment you're waiting, that's the moment you take your, um, your power and you're giving it to someone else. Um, the people that deal with me know that I don't wait. If I finish like that there, the moment I'm done with that, I'm on to the next thing. I'm on to the next idea. I'm working on my book. The moment I'm done with that, I'm on to the next thing. I'm trying to hit up um, new people to get new work done. I'm trying to find artists. In between all of that, I've been hitting up different people and I've been learning new things. And then what happens is one of those things that I that you know you think ah, it's not really gonna it's not it's not really worth my time, but it is worth my time, so I'm gonna give it a little bit of time. One of them hit you back and they're like, dude, we dig this, we wanna use this track. All of a sudden I've got a I've got a major placement out of absolutely nowhere. And again, it's that long-term work. The reason why um, like when I, when I was interacting uh, briefly with Toya and her manager, the reason why I think they have so much going is because the manager is just hitting people up, trying to organize things, trying to get gigs, trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to do this thing, Curry Cup final, we're trying to do this thing, the next thing, getting tracks done, doing this, doing that, publishing, doing this, this other thing. And through handling all of that, there's always something to do because 
in the beginning you're doing a lot of hitting up and there's a lot of rejection there is a lot i've had so much rejection people come through and they're like hey you know i'm not um uh i'm not keen on doing this I'm not keen on doing that with you just did but i just carried on going knock 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 at every door that you can and then eventually what happens is you get one thing right and when you get that one thing right you learn how to approach all the other situations with that same stuff with that same approach so when I sat with a publisher lucky for me I have gone through a process where I've learned what a publisher is I've learned what they do what they don't do um, what library music is versus commercial music how to deal with both of them and that I need publishing for uh, both right but that didn't come from nowhere. I started off trying to find out how to get my songs onto adverts. So what I did is I tried phoning, um, what do you call this? Uh, camera crews. And this one camera crew was like, why on earth are you phoning us? Just phone the producer of the show. I was like, oh, okay. Try to contact, contact the producer. It is a little bit difficult if you don't have any sort of um, connection to them. They're kind of like, well, know we don't really care about what you're doing then there's ad agencies now ad agencies are keen for you to just go in there with music and you're like well this is the music that i've got they listen through it they're like yes or no it's very simple and you know it, it helps them out because now they get to put someone new on they get to be the person that you know found them all those wonderful things so from there i um had a meeting with the people at um norm which is now capasso I had a meeting with the people there and then this guy gave me this rate card. He's like, well, if you want to be a publisher, this is the rate card. Oh, and by the way, on the back are a list of publishers, uh, the bigger publishers in SA. And I looked at the list. I was like, hey, here's publishers here. <laughs> and then I started contacting them and they were, that led to extra meetings. And then those extra meetings led to me eventually getting a publisher, which then led to me eventually getting paid for doing work with them. So now when I went in um, the other day to speak to the publisher, it was easy because when I went in, they were like, okay, so what, what's your understanding about publishing? That was the first, his first question to me. What that shows me is that he gets people in there day in and day out that don't know shit about publishing. So the first thing I did is I laid down everything that I knew. And he was like, oh, snap. Okay, so I don't need to teach you much. What that ended up being was a nice long session between me and him about um, um, how they publish. He gave me some case studies uh, that they have and certain situations. And because my understanding was decent, um, I wasn't lost when he was speaking. So he wasn't speaking over, he wasn't talking over my head. And same time, I was able to ask even more questions. I learned a lot that day. Um, but yeah, again, like I'm saying, it all comes from the long-term hustle. And I suppose that long-term hustle then leads into extra upside in the short term. Because now, um, when people hit me up and they're like, dude, we've got this track, and it's a big artist and it's not talking about publishing, because of all the knowledge that I've got about publishing, and like I know in the bigger scheme of things, it might not be that much, but it's enough for me to start getting paid for my music. And um, I don't know, of the people listening now, I don't know how many people are actually getting paid publishing. I can imagine maybe uh, 2%, I'm not even joking. I've spoken to artists, just as like a little um, <laughs> uh, informal survey for myself. I hit up a couple of artists, I'm like, so, you know, how's the publishing going? Are you, you know, you're getting paid from it? I'm like, nope. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, 
So your music is playing on TV or your music is playing on radio right now. Are you getting paid for any of that? They're like, nope. Um, I haven't been, to be quite honest, dude, I haven't been paid anything. I've been waiting for payments, but it seems something's wrong. I'm like, have you followed up? They're like, nope, we haven't done that. I'm like, oh, um, well, <laughs> you know, and now I don't know what to say because, you know, they haven't, uh, they haven't put in their time or that effort, but it's fine. Um, I suppose... I suppose some people are a little bit more serious about that type of stuff than other people. I can't expect you to be, if you're not an admin type person, you can't expect someone to, um, uh, you can't force them to become an admin based person. It's just unfortunate. Some artists have it, but because artists are creative beings, chances are they're not keen on doing admin in any case. So um, if you're that kind of person, I know a lot of people, if you're genuinely that kind of person and you can't even like your attention span is zero, go find someone. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to give them a cut because this is how it works. You're gonna have to give them a percentage, but it's fine because it's a percentage of money that you weren't getting at all in the first place. So weigh it up and see what happens. But again, your long-term financial upside is going to be huge if you now start sorting all of these things out. Find out how to monetize what it is that you're doing. The moment you do that, things become a little bit easier. They become a little bit more fun because now you know how to to squeeze a couple thousand out of each opportunity uh, that you get. Um, yeah, so if you're able to put in that long-term work um, and it's a, it's a combination, hey? you can't be focused on short-term gains the whole time. I've seen these guys because what happens is when the short-term gains run out, you're sitting in a situation where you don't have anything extra to fall back on. Um, so to have that short-term uh, money is good, but at the same time you need the royalties and the CD sales and all that stuff to be in there because that's that not-so-frequent payment, but when it comes through, it's nice and it helps your entire situation. Um, I'd say the only way that you can augment your income even further is to get some sort of midterm payment uh, going. And that you can sort out through whether it's a, a part-time job that you want to take up or a part-time job that you're doing. And that can be your midterm payment. It can be your salary that you get. And yeah, that's, that's how you're going to uh, make sure that you stay afloat at the same time that you're living comfortably, at the same time that you're able to build and invest back into your career. It's the only real way that I see it working. Until eventually something pops off and it's Christmas and things are going well. So yeah, just look at it like that and it might actually help your, your planning cycle, your planning process. Um, if you have any questions that you want to ask, you can uh, send your question through to business at silencebeats.info. Uh, my website has my cell phone number on it. Um, is getting quite busy for me uh, so yeah hit me up when you can and we can keep the conversation going peace